0: Hey friends, welcome to the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast. My name is Alex Davis and I am really excited that you decided to join me. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University and it is through this podcast that we discern what the truth of the gospel is through looking and discussing through some false teachings in our world and church today. Go ahead. Join me so that we can defend the gospel together. Well, you're back, aren't you? (laughs) Well, I am personally extremely blessed by you tuning your listening ears to this hyper and kooky girl. So thank you. Thank you for coming back. As you can see, we are on week two of Purity Culture, the false beliefs, the false ickiness within this culture, what it has done and what it is. So, last week, if you have not listened, we did get to kind of go through the definition and what in the world it was, and possibly a little bit of experience in my own life. I just touched on that. And moving forward this week and the following, we're going to be diving into a little, a little or a lot, however you want to think of it, of the lies within the purity culture. So here are a few lies and just false beliefs and false ickiness that I keep saying because I have no, but I just, I can't describe it guys what this has done to our hearts so let's just go ahead and get started and start reading a little bit about some of these lies so uh, purity culture makes virginity an idol and it sees purity as a stage of life rather than a lifelong process purity is made to look like it provides promises that may not occur for some people like marriage and sex and children cuz some people never get married and some people remain celibate and some are infertile so these are a few and honestly there is a buttload more but here are a few that we are going to touch on so Purity culture makes virginity an idol. What in the world does this even mean? Well, when we look back at what this culture and what this movement cultivated and created, I simply recall this idea of, well, if you withhold your purity, you will be blessed in marriage. If you withhold your sexual desires, if you hold on to purity and you do not engage in anything outside of marriage, you will be blessed within marriage. You will be rewarded if you stay pure before marriage. You need to simply just grit your teeth and avoid all sexual intercourse before your wedding night, then you will be blessed. You will enjoy the most beautiful sex you could ever imagine and will be blessed if you abstain, but only if you abstain. If you sign these documents and promise and you wear this purity ring, then you will be blessed. This is a form of an idol. This creates an idol in the minds of man. Think of it like this. Say that I had an idol of desiring people to see me as, I don't know, a professional runner. We'll go with that. That was a desire of mine. I was not a professional runner, but perhaps I desired people to see me as that. So I walked around in, per se, Nike attire, proclaiming that I was sponsored by Nike. Walking around, making sure everyone knew that I encountered that I was sponsored by Nike. That I was training for a marathon. That I had a coach. That I was the best in the state. That I was one of the best in the nation. Now, and I wasn't. Let's even say that. That I even wasn't a pro runner. That, in and of itself, looks like a disguise to me. Looks like a dis- <laughs> This culture didn't simply... Just say that if you plaster something on, that if you portray something, that you will reap a reward. But it cultivated this desire to be something that we might not be. And some physically have had sex before marriage. And guess what? That's okay. There is grace that covers you. But this purity culture put shame on those who had not waited, or maybe they were going into their second marriage, whatever that might be. This culture created a form of idolatry. Idolatry, the way that I've really come to see it, has been really constructed by the author Timothy Keller. He really gave me a really good perspective in one of his books, and I will uh, put it in the info below. Guys, this book is sensational, and it's literally all about deconstructing the idols in our life and what idols in our lives are, and here's a really good quote from him. When we lose our idols based on circumstances, it might cause us to lose desire to live. And what this culture and this purity culture did is it forced an idea of fulfilling some type of role, some form of idea to be someone, to be something, to achieve a reward. It was seen as a stage of life rather than a lifelong process. Purity in scripture is not only mentioned in keeping the marriage bed pure. But majority of the time, it is seen as purity in the eyes of God. But therein with the purity of heart and knowledge and patience. We read in scripture, Proverbs 22:11 He who loves purity of heart and those and whose speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. 2 Corinthians 6:6 6, 6, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love. 1 Timothy 4:12 Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example of speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. In 1 Timothy 5:2 older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. Guys, majority of scripture is talking about purity as a way of life, as a way of attuning our lives to God, not simply just a physical stance, a physical purity, and not having slept with someone. And even if we look deeper at some of the meanings of these words purity mentioned in scripture. So we see one of them. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this in Greek, but we see one of the translations of the word purity in scripture is translated as a pureness, a cleanliness, clean, pure, morally, ethically, clean and pure. Does it say not having sex before marriage? I don't think so. And furthermore, here's another one. So when it talks about being pure, it says not only clean and pure, but purity, chastity, uprightness of life. It is not only about being a virgin. Now it does say chastity there, but it is an uprightness of life. Our worth. Is not tied to whether or not we have saved ourselves before marriage. And we are not promised beautiful sex, beautiful relationships if we save ourselves for marriage. This culture has put a hindrance on what we might perceive as what marriage can or should be. It's created purity as an idol. And that is what we must put to rest. Well, thanks for joining me. I hope you got a snippet of a little bit about the purity culture and a little bit of a stance as to how you can defend it and know that... Purity should not be seen as an idol, and that is what the purity culture has done to a lot of us. I'm one of those girls that definitely will have to fight it. There's guys and gals, my generation, possibly your generation too. So I just pray that you go out in accordance to the will of God. You pursue holiness and purity with the way that you live and dive into scripture. I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to me and look at the info below. Check out my newest devotional that is made for creators. It's for sale. Please buy it. Love ya. Bye.